Hey guys, Justin here. Thanks for tuning into the Brews Room, a beer and culture show hosted by myself, brewery owner Jeff, bar owner Kyle, and beer enthusiast Mark. Collectively, we have over 174 years combined experience in bad puns and drinking beer. You can find us anytime at facebook.com slash the brews room or watch the live stream every Monday at 10.30 p.m. at twitch.tv slash the bearded. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out patreon.com slash the room for information on our second supporter-only show we like to call After Dark. It's just a little more of everything that the Brews Room is, just with less filters. No filters, to be exact. Enough about us. Grab your seat at the bar. The Brews Room starts now. I just said we're going we're live we went well yeah we went when I said that okay <laughs> what's <laughs> up guys welcome to the bruise room it's not gonna stay a great show Mark and well I don't know about Kyle I don't know if Kyle's gonna show but Mark will be here eventually it will be more than just Justin and I I know that's usually the better shows when it's just the two of us but is it I think so I think so too that's what most people have told us so, uh, how was our weekend? Well, I had the pleasure of taking you to Mike's Ten Pin. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Mike's Ten Pin or not. I told a story about them a couple of weeks ago, I guess, a couple months ago. Lauren and I went to Mike's Ten Pin, and that's when uh, the bartender had her coworker come in and go, Oh, hey, I've got your shoes. Uh, sorry, I had to make a quick exit. Nobody knows why she didn't have her own shoes. Or the curiosity of that story is a multifold because I couldn't ascertain because she was wearing shoes, right? She was, yeah. So she left with her own shoes, but also took her friend's shoes. The other bartender's shoes. I have no idea why. I don't. I don't get it. No idea how. No idea why. But yeah, and then that bartender after a. a 20-minute conversation or, or so, discreetly handed her something and said, this is for Fat Bob. And the bartender looked in her hand and said, I didn't know Fat Bob still smoked crack, and then froze in her tracks, looked at me and Lauren and went, I'm just kidding. That's It's not really crack. And then walked away very rapidly. So uh saturday night justin and his wife lynn and lauren and i we all got together we said hey you know what we all do tomorrow let's go to grafton on alton so we did that and justin said hey can we go to the crack bar i had to see this place in person just from the story i had a completely different picture in mind than what it actually turned out to be it's not nearly as dirty as you expect it to be no and yeah it wasn't it kind of felt like a uh you know vfw hall or something along those lines I walked in, and I wasn't disgusted. No. There was some old man at, behind the bar, and he seemed like he was all right. Well, you remember last time I was there, they had the old man chain-smoking. Yes. It took him 10 minutes to walk to the bathroom. Yeah. And then you had the other guy playing pool who offered to show me naked pictures of his girlfriend. And you didn't take him off on, up on it, which is I st- amazing. I stand by my ground on that. I'm really happy. You didn't see this guy. You don't know what his girlfriend would have looked like. But they're boobs. You know, there's the old adage... Once you've seen one set of boobs, you want to see them all? Yeah. I don't live by that adage. You don't want to see a guy who is playing pool at Mike's 10 Pins girlfriend looks like? 
I think you missed an opportunity. You know what? If he'd have said, "Would you like to see pictures of my girlfriend?" I might have, I might have let curiosity get the best of me. Yeah, but he specifically said naked. I don't okay, want on. to see that. If a random person comes up to you and asks you if they if you want to see pictures of their girlfriend, you just don't automatically assume that they're naked. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're in the the wrong mindset there. You might be right. Anyways. Uh, we went there, and some old man was working behind the bar instead of that bartender, so I was a little disappointed. There was nobody there, and uh, it was the, the old man. Uh, luckily, before we left, Krakor bartender showed up, and she, what was the best way to describe her? As someone uh, new to the bar. I've never seen someone tweaking so hard in person. <laughs> um, she looked like a skeleton with the halter top on. And scabs. Yeah. Um, Grinding her teeth. Couldn't stand still. Rocking back and forth. She had a rough go that afternoon also. Uh, so she she left with the shoes on your trip. And then we, were, we I was there with you. Um, she couldn't get a ride to work or find a babysitter for her kids. So that was her excuse for uh, being late. Um, and then she proceeded to tell us about her children. The three of them. Um, and her 15-year-old son who just got popped at school and was on probation for uh, having his one-hitter. My favorite thing about him was when she said, he's a great kid. We've never punished him ever. And all I think was maybe if you had punished him, he wouldn't be taking weed to school. <laughs> we We were talking about this at the bar after she moved away, of course. But... Uh, I mean, I took weed to school when I was in high school. Yeah, you were telling me that. And you said that, like, drug dogs were a common thing when you were in high school. Yeah. I have never heard that before. Seriously, this you guys telling me that on Sunday, yeah. it blew my mind. Because Lauren said it was common for her. Lynn said common for her. I never had drug dogs in, when I was in high school. Ever. That's crazy to me. I don't know. It was just part of, well, you know, high school life in the late 90s, I guess. Well, no. things changed between the early 90s and the late 90s because we never had drug dogs show up at school. We always just knew when not to bring our drugs to school because um, a couple of kids in my class had teachers at the school, so they would always know when the random drug pop, you know, dogs were going to pop in. I went to a private school, so that might be slightly more surprising, I guess, but all the kids I knew that, you know, all the public schools around here had them, too. I think the reason they started doing them originally at our school was because one of the girls that was a year ahead of me got busted with a uh, mini meth lab in her car. In her car? Yeah. Like a meth store or a meth lab? Like, she had all of the equipment to make meth in her vehicle. Okay, so she wasn't making it. Like, she was transporting it somewhere, right? I guess like you so. can't cook in a car. I, know, can I guess you? she's not cooking in the car, but right. she, yeah, she. I'm thinking Breaking Bad. No, mini. She didn't have a uh, RV. You know, <laughs> she had like an old Escort or something. <laughs> yeah, Celica was probably closer to the right answer. Um, she was actually the daughter of a pretty prominent Saint Saint Charles person. Mayor? Uh, no, Alderman. not mayor. I think uh, council alderman, alderman or something like that. Yeah. Uh, her dad owns some a lot of businesses in the area. Uh, yeah, so after that happened, we got 
We got the drug dogs all the time. Yeah, never once. You're lucky. I guess, yeah. I mean, clearly. So you, did but. you just not take your drugs to school with you, or you just... Oh, it didn't matter. You yeah. could take it with you anytime because, I mean, the teachers weren't frisking you. You're not going to accidentally drop it out of your pocket like an idiot. No, I'm not stupid. <laughs> Made it 40-plus years without ever doing that. Hey, Big T, thanks for that sub, man. Appreciate it. There's your little... Uh, so. But uh, <laughs> that guy's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we decided to pay our tab. After the bartender told us all of this stuff about her kids and what a bunch of fuck-ups they are, um, <laughs> I said that we were uh, we were getting ready to split. We were going to go to another bar, and she's like, "Oh, wait a minute! If you're going to a bar, let me write you a note." I'm like, that's weird because we didn't tell you what bar we're going to. It didn't and matter. She didn't care. She wanted us to write. She wanted to write a note for us to give to the bartenders at whatever bar we went to next. You want to describe that note, Justin? I could post a picture of it on the yeah, Facebook we'll, page, we'll but to, I don't know if it's a good idea. I don't either. I don't I don't think it is. So on the top it said wow sent me. W O W S with as a dollar sign sent me. And then it was just a picture of a naked chick with mom tattooed above her vagina. Hand drawn. Yeah. She drew this naked chick. She said, Hang on, this will only take a minute. And I, and she when she when she's like, Oh, let me send you a note, you know, I just thought a note. I didn't know she was getting all artsy and drawing naked women for me. She's a pretty good artist. It wasn't terrible. Except that the vagina was was sideways. I don't know if you noticed that. I did, I did not look The that vagina hard, is sideways. Well, I was showing this to uh, uh, Matt Hahn earlier, and, and he pointed that out also. I've got the photo of it here. That's a sideways. I think that's just the crease where her leg is coming over the other leg. Also, no, that's what that is. Also, the the boobs on this picture are very far apart and pointed like directly sideways. In the second look, uh, she is not a gifted artist at all. You're absolutely right. I was very wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong. She did put the the clavicle bones though on there. She which did. I think it's a nice touch. It's a very uh, fit woman in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so. My other thought was, it says, you know, mom above her vagina, yeah. but it says, wow sent me. I'm wondering if maybe that's wow for her. for her. Yeah. So that when she starts tweaking, she's like, oh, fuck, I, for- I forgot my name, <laughs> and looks down at her vag and says, that's right, it's wow. There's just a lot of questions. That we're never going to have answers to because we're never going back to that bar. (laughs) Lynn specifically said after we left in the car, she's like, let's never go there again. All the other places we went out there, uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That place. It's a fun area. Uh, By the way, Jeff's been holding up this sign that uh, Greg brought for us, uh, Don's husband, uh, last week. You can't see it at home, but uh, he's cursed a few times already. And uh, Greg's wife, Don, made us a plate on a stick uh, so that <laughs> instead of apologizing every time like we did last week, we can just hold the sign up uh, and save our breath, as she said. So we want to give her the uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Mike Stewart appreciates it. <laughs> so does Patterson. <laughs> this is awesome. Everybody <laughs> likes the sign. Greg brought it in, and he said yeah. it on the bar for me on Wednesday, and I just looked at it, and I just started cracking up. 
So and I, I hung it up behind the bar, and Jeff <laughs> Jeff came in either later that night or on Friday, and he's like, "What the hell is that?" I'm like, "That's her, that's her apology <laughs> cursing sign now." <laughs> Don's husband brought it. <laughs> Uh, you want to crack a beer? Yeah, we should definitely do that. I do. We got a lot of beers. Again. Especially if it turns out just being the two of us. Yeah. Where the hell is Mark? I don't know. Maybe he met another uh, Lithuanian chick. Luxembourgian. Luxembourgian. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, so, you can still pour it in my right, class. Yes, I can. I'm not going to be... Kyle poured your beers for you last week, and then uh, somebody made fun of him for it. Yeah, I raised my bitches right. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of IPAs lately, so I decided to switch it up and pick a bunch of the... Stouts and stuff that we'd had back there. So, this is what are we starting with? Uh, 42 North Brewing Company's Asylum. It's their porter, just straight up porter, 6.8%, 45 IBU. I'm not a huge porter fan, I just think they're boring. Um, first opinion or first thoughts on this one? Uh, first, what? what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, first thoughts. Okay, it smells fantastic. Um, I do like porters. This is a great porter. Hey, Travis, thanks for that sub, buddy. Appreciate it. It, it smells really good. Yeah. Chocolate, coffee, just roasty. Mouthfeel is really nice on it. For I like this beer a lot. I'm very surprised. We've had a couple beers from these guys, and I think this is one that uh, Greg actually brought in us in from a, uh, New York when he was up there. First impression. That's the word I was trying to come up with. Thank Shut you. Shut up, Jason. <laughs> Let us figure that shit out. Uh, but yeah, we've had some other beers from them that I've really enjoyed. This is this is a top notch porter though. Yeah, I I agree. I like this considerably. Where's forty two North from again? Oh, Big T. That's Greg. He's watching. So hey guys, I hope you're enjoying your sign, Don. Where are they? What? <laughs> Where are these guys from? Uh, they are from. New York. East Aurora, New York. I can read it on our thing there. Yeah. That's my bad. Fancy graphics for this. It's pretty nice. Although somebody's going to bitch inevitably because I didn't put the uh, uh, label art on there again. (sighs) Bitch, 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 bitch. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Do do people like the label art? If you're watching on Twitch right now, does it. Do you you enjoy it there? Do you care? Could you care less? It's a lot of work. It takes me a lot of time to do it. If nobody cares, then why bother? I kind of just stopped doing it until enough people would bitch at me to bring it back, and we'd yeah. see. Um, I didn't know that Big T was Greg, and ever since he had like subbed and all that, I've mm-hmm. had uh, uh, 50 Cent going through my head, Big Pimpin', <laughs> and it's really starting to bother me. Because I don't know the lyrics. All I know is Big Pimpin'. Spendin' G's, I think is the G's? Next, next line. How do you spend a G? Oh, like that's thousands. a grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of like like one of his homies. <laughs> Big Pimpin P I M P, I think yeah. that's in there as well. I don't know. Uh I'm not a fifty cent fan. How can you not be? <laughs> Only on my birthday. Man, I like this beer. So we also went to this uh place called uh what's the the Irish bar? Uh, Morrison's. Morrison's. That place was really neat. Uh, I enjoyed that. They had a fantastic whiskey selection. And uh, I also got to drink a half-acre beer there without having to go to the brewery and deal with the assholes. (laughs) Uh, So that was fun. Uh, Then we checked out Max, which I had forgot that, uh, you know, sports betting is legal in uh, Illinois. 
So I had walked back to use the bathroom, and they have a big sports book area back there. Yeah. And it is all the same type of people that you see at the casinos in St. Charles. Like, just sad. Yeah. It was really <laughs> <Just> sad. sad. <laughs> like, everyone was just in there, like, looking miserable because none of their horses won. Uh, I mean, whatever. That's I've true. yet. I, this, that was only my second time at Max's. Max. Max's. Place. Yeah. Max. Max Place. It was only my second time at that bar. And I've never been inside of it. So I have no idea. I just really like that outdoor seating area. Yeah, their patio area was really nice. Uh, the sports books remind me, I made a note today. Of I have a couple notes on my phone. So I believe it was something about lottery. Oh, yeah. I ran to the gas station earlier this afternoon. And the three people in front of me in line, I'm just trying to like buy a pack of smokes and get out. Two seconds. They all needed lottery tickets, and they all needed four different kinds of lottery tickets. And Did they all pick their own numbers, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, these are scratchers. Oh, okay. Two of the three of them had to see the tickets first before they would purchase. So they made the Why? guy, like, because they want to look and hold them and make sure they're lucky. So they made the guy, like, rip the tickets off, hand them to him, and make sure that they were acceptable uh, enough. No, no these aren't going to work. That. <laughs> and the guy at the counter, he must have been new because he's, like, yelling for anybody to come help him because there's now, like, ten people in line waiting for these fucking scratcher lottery people to, uh, you know, finish their transactions. Really annoying. I hate it. Uh, that was bad. Nothing as bad as the time, though, when I went in and someone was paying for, like, $40 in lottery tickets and change. Just a bag on the counter. Again just sad it wasn't rolled or anything like they just started counting forty dollars and change out on the counter and uh the the clerk did not appreciate that either uh, huh mike says that you can people think they can not that you can but people think you can tell if it's a winner if there's a white line now mike works at a gas station so i believe him yeah but he's people not. are stupid and i don't believe that I hate scratchers. I think they're the biggest waste of money. You don't even have to scratch anything. Like, literally give me the ticket and then scan it and tell me if I yeah. want anything. Well, but but the the intensity. <laughs> oh, are you going to win or not? That adrenaline when yeah. that last spot could be uh, that triple uh, X you need. Uh, I do have a confession about lottery tickets, though. Oh, Jesus. And I will buy them every once in a while. Well, I used to, not so much anymore. Uh, for Lynn, when they had, like, the bingo cards. Yeah. And they were, like, five bucks, but you get to scratch, like, a hundred things on them. Uh, I would buy her one of those whenever I wanted to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, all right, here you go. This will take up 30 minutes, and I could get some silence and play some games for a little while. I still buy a lot. I don't ever buy scratchers. I could not tell you the last time I bought a scratcher. But when, like... Powerball or whatever gets up to four hundred million. Yeah, I'll drop twenty bucks. I, I bought a ten dollar ticket two weeks ago or whatever when it was up that high, and I don't know why I, I have that threshold because even when it's ninety million, that's still an obscene amount of money. Like, oh, it's still yeah, life changing. I have the same but. chances of buying it then. I guess because I, I, if I'm gonna waste my money, I'm, I'd rather waste it on a higher dollar amount. Like, and it is a waste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. My other uh, thing I wanted to talk about, I actually have a lot of articles to talk about tonight. There was a lot of beer news in the last couple of weeks. We did zero beer news last week because of all the games. 
Um, oh, I did put together a an hour and a half long drink it or sink it if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> not true. This I did not do that. I don't even know when this when I made this note, but it was what kind of people like regular M Ms? No one. No one. The worst kinds. Yeah. Right? I mean, the people at the the fucking uh, sports book <laughs> that you saw at Max. <laughs> they are regular. Those people are regular like M&M enjoyers. Regular M and M's. Nobody else prefers the regular <laughs> over any of the other variants. Peanut butter, peanut. Which one's the best? I'm a I'm a sucker for peanuts. Yeah. Uh, just the the classic peanuts. Yeah. I love the peanut butter. I think they're good. The pretzel ones are really good. Uh, see, I'm not a pretzel fan. Yeah, but chocolate-covered pretzels even? Nah, not oh, really. Oh, they're so good. Uh, and I even enjoy the crispy every now and again. But, okay, yeah, that's not bad. But I, I, I like just the regular peanut M&Ms. I agree. And if you're listening to this and you enjoy regular peanut M&Ms, just unsubscribe right now. Stop listening. We'll see you. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. We need all the listeners we can get. <laughs> Um, In fact, subscribe twice. (laughs) Barrel-aged bottle openers are bottle openers that are barrel-aged. Well, not exactly barrel-aged, but they are made out of barrels. Each barrel is made by hand by a friend of the show and is guaranteed to open your bottles. If you need a bottle opened, barrel-aged bottle openers will open it for you. Why would anyone ever open a bottle with anything other than a barrel-aged bottle opener? Locally made, locally opened. Barrel-aged bottle openers. No creased caps with a built-in magnet, so no lost caps. Barrel-aged bottle openers. They won't open barrels, but they will open bottles. Barrel-aged bottle openers. Great for birthdays, Christmas, groomsmen, bridesmaids. Stop looking for gifts and start buying barrel-aged bottle openers. What's opening your bottles? Uh, One of the things I had to talk about uh, was Miller. A couple of things about Miller. Wait, what brought up the peanut eminent or the regular That was just the other note I had in my phone. Oh, all right. It was lottery ticket buyers and what kind of people like regular M&Ms. Those were the two notes. I have no idea where the M&M conversation came from. We were talking about peanut M&Ms for some reason. Okay. Uh, So I had a couple things about Miller, um, SAP Miller. One, so as soon as Canada legalized weed, uh, Miller bought a huge chunk of like one of the biggest uh, distilleries up there. Distillery or dispensary? Or dispensaries. Okay. And they're going to start making THC-infused drinks. Yeah. Uh, They've already come out with, said what they were going to be. Obviously, they're not going to sell them anywhere in the U.S., uh, even states where weed is legal. I guess there's got to be some kind of, like, shipping over... Yeah, I'm sure it's still... borders You still got the federal laws in the U.S. that that they have to deal with. Yeah. Um, But they own something like 40% of the largest... um, Dispenser? Yeah. Up wow. There, which is yeah, crazy. Damn. So they're, they've banked on THC-infused products, a drink specifically, being a huge get. And I think uh, ABs also kind of said that, you know, when it becomes legal, they'd jump in Love on that it, too. too. But yeah. I haven't seen a- – AB has to have a brewery in Canada, right? Yeah, I would assume yeah. so. They haven't come out and said anything about, about it once uh, Canada legalized. So it would be interesting to see what – their go-to-market strategy is versus Miller on those because Miller right now is poised to be pretty much the first and biggest uh, THC drink provider. And I kind of fear that, I don't know, is it going to be like craft beer versus big beer where you have 
you know, companies like Miller and AB buying uh, dispensaries and, you know, pot farmers. And I ask you, if it were to become legal in the U.S., across the board, yeah, and Anheuser-Busch starts making a THC-infused beverage, all right, not even beer, just beverage, and nobody else is doing it, would you support them? Would you buy it? Probably. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> um, yeah, I would definitely. I mean, I asked you that out. question as you're drinking a natural light. So <laughs> it's not like we completely boycott this brewery. No. I don't think that. I would be hard pressed to find someone that never drinks a single Anheuser Miller product anymore. We still got to rinse our glasses, you know? Yeah. Just with the sheer number of breweries they own, like you, you have to stay away from a lot of products if you're really, truly boycotting. It's been what a decade, ten, twelve years since since the buyout. A- AB got bought out. Yeah, probably. People, I, know, forget, I don't think man. it's been that long. I think it's been ten. It might, it might be ten. Uh, yeah. Either way, I people forget. You know, people are get less upset about things over time. Um. Either way, yeah, I would definitely buy it. I, I would probably switch to a non AB or Miller product once. Uh, once it became another one came out nationwide, yeah. Depending on price, though, and that's you know I think for yeah. THC infused stuff like price point is going to be a huge for sure. Gap. Let me open another beer. Nope. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I just spit all over my keyboard when I said that. All right. Next up, we've got Evil Twin, even more Cocoa Jesus. Is this the one that sucked real bad last time? Like uh, uh, when we did the the even more Jesus yes. vertical, was this yeah. the one that was awful? Yes. Uh, and the bit I just licked off my hand was delicious. So. All right. Well, then. <laughs> so this is maple and coconut. At least it was supposed to be in the batch that. The first time I had it, I didn't get either of those flavors. Uh, I get a ton of coconut on this right away. You say coconut? Coconut, yep. So cocoa, not chocolate? Imperial style brewed with maple syrup and coconut extract added. Okay. This is way better than the first time. Ooh. Man, it's boozy. Yeah. It's barrel aged? 12%. I taste whiskey. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't get whiskey. I definitely get, like, just some heavy booze character. This, I mean, that other bottle we or came we had had to have been just fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is good. By itself. Um, because this is, as much as I don't like coconut, this one, or maple for that matter. Yeah. This is not bad at all. Um, Somebody was just telling me they got to try oh, over Craft Beer Week. Um, CBC did like their Beer Geek Festival or right, right, yeah. something like that, and they had the Mexican churro break with whatever hundred other ingredients are on the yep. little. So that was awesome. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't get any, even though it was like forty bucks a bottle. Uh, <laughs> I just saw today though that they released another IPA with, you know. Nine words in it. That's, I was just going to type. Mike Stewart just said paragraph long beer names. Yeah. So, like, yes, that's it's very annoying. They've released like 
almost a dozen IPAs probably in the last four months, five months. I don't know. Like, are they all different? I haven't drank any of them. Are they just I, releasing the same beer with a new beer label? I, essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, every time that I've had one, I'm like, well, it tastes just like that last one. Yeah. You know, which is not a, necessarily a bad thing because the beer's good. It's just you know, all you're doing now is you, you're trying to show off with your stupid beer names. It's like fucking Pearl Jam and their elderly woman behind the counter in a small town jerking off or whatever the hell it was <laughs> that the name of that song was, but... That's just how I feel about Evil Twin now and their stupid names. The uh, I actually had an article pulled up. The article was called The Hardest Part of Making a Beer Might Be Naming It. That's not true. We have an easy time naming beers. Uh, it's easy when you just come up with a name that has nothing to do with the actual product. Like you can call your beer whatever you want, you know. In New York, you know, or what is it, Christmas Eve in a New York City hotel room. Right. It's a. It means something to him, but it doesn't tell you what the beer is going to be like. Would Would you rather the beer name have something to do with the product? Nah, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me either. But we've got plenty of beers that we have named that have nothing to do with the product. Yeah, I mean, with, there's plenty of beers that we just call simply vanilla cream ale. Also, you know, this just what the product is. But we got a couple that make no sense whatsoever i just think in one of the uh, points in the article was that consumers i especially new craft beer consumers have a hard time going to a liquor or beer store and finding product that they actually like because beer names are so nondescript now you know most breweries Uh. have like their flagship beers will be whatever it is but then you get you know some of the rare or seasonal or special release stuff, and they don't have anything it, to do with it. If you're gonna name a beer something stupid, and by stupid I mean something non-descriptive, all right, not necessary. I don't mean it as an insult, but as a non-descriptive beer name, at least make it clever, yeah, or funny, or you know something like that. You know, when you just call it Christmas Eve in a hotel lobby, or you know, yeah. Like well that that's that's nothing. I don't understand that. That doesn't mean anything to me. Whereas it's, if you call it Tony Rocky Horror and you're like, I don't understand what that means. Wait a minute, that's a Samoa that's a Samoan beer. Holy shit, that's hilarious. You know. Yeah, I'm okay with that. When you hear the story about him sitting in New York City in his hotel room and spending Christmas Eve there, you know, by himself or whatever, it, it makes sense and i appreciate it but that's not on the bottle you know you have no idea until we actually talk to yepa and he tells you the story or whatever uh mike Fuck brought mike up uh, redneck Fuck mike stewart all right redneck prince william <laughs> which is uh our uh barrel age imperial rye beer uh rye red red's right um there's a story behind that though there is, and if I'm sure there's a story behind Christmas Eve in a hotel room. I just told you. What? No, I wouldn't listen to that, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Somebody has to listen to what I'm talking. There's only two of us here, Jeff. <laughs> um, I like goofy beer names. I'm over hot puns. I think that's I think that's pretty much died off, too. Like, you don't see a lot of those We anymore. ran out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the evil twin IPA names, like, they're so existential about everything. It just... I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. But 
when a new person walks into a store and they see Redneck Prince William on the shelf, are they going to buy it? Well, all right. So I've, I've thought about this to myself a couple of times. Um, you know, that like once once fills up and running, if we do have six packs going, excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, Lagunitas, if you look at their six-pack carriers, they've got a story on most of them. Yeah. Especially the story of uh, of the undercover investigation shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't spell it out exactly, but it, it gives you enough information. I would like to do something like that. Like if we do have Redneck Prince William, give a quick brief description of why it's called yeah. Redneck Prince William on the six-pack carrier or on the can or whatever the case may be. I was actually thinking about the exact same thing this week. Just about all the products I think would sell really well. You know, and at retail, and having bottles or cans, and being able to just write a quick little quip, or you know, redneck Prince William, find that picture of you and have that on you know in a, on the side of the label yeah. with the story about, hey, here's the picture that inspired the, the uh-huh. comment that inspired the name. You know, um, that's the funny thing about that beer is we didn't even come up with the name. Some guy on the internet just calls you a redneck yeah. Prince William, and it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Forrest Gump. I'm okay with uh, Redneck Prince William. It, it's better than hipster. Some guy reviewed the bar one time and said that the owner was a hipster douche. And I responded with, hey, wait a minute, I'm not a hipster. Hipster doofus is a uh, Seinfeld reference, so I don't know if maybe he was not going Not doofus, douche. Oh. That's what he called me, a hipster douche or a hipster douchebag. I don't remember which. And depending on when he came in, that... The hipster part's not right, but uh, right. douche for sure. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I said, hey, wait a minute. I am not a hipster. Like yesterday? That was, was my response. Yesterday? It might have been. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we got off track, but I had one more thing about uh, Miller. And this is just real quick. Uh, do you remember Two Hats? Vaguely. Uh, it's gone now. It lasted four months. What is it? <laughs> it was a Miller product, uh, one of their... Uh, craft beers that they were oh aiming yeah at that's early okay 20s yep yep i remember people. yeah they decided to pull that from the market and i'm shocked they're going to spend the money that they were using on that to promote Coors light they said we're going back that's to, what they need we're going back to core products um we're we're going to stop making these ridiculous anti-craft beers and just focus on miller light and Coors light i mean that Putting advertising money into Coors Light is probably the smartest thing they could do. Because who out there has actually heard of Coors Light? I've never heard of it before I read that article. Right, that me too. So, I mean, it's probably for the best. To be f- I think you know, Anheuser's really ramped up their marketing. Especially on, uh, you know, the whole Dilly Dilly campaign and everything. They have a huge media presence. You don't see Coors products advertised nearly as often as Anheuser products. Um, so I don't know. I th- if they're trying to get back into being competitive w- with that brand, then they're going to have to do something. You know, beer in general is is falling. I think, uh, especially over the last year and a half. Yeah, it's still falling uh, to spirits. Yeah, spirits and you know, uh, wine is taking a big leap. Also, not big, but has grown significantly over the last couple of years. And I was just reading something today that the top four 
four out of the top five breweries and craft breweries all dropped pretty significantly uh, on uh, beer made last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <coughs> Yingling, Sierra, New Belgium, and uh, uh, Sam Adams. Yeah. All had a pretty good drop-off last year. You know, and I don't think that that is indicative of the beer market. Because I think because there are so many breweries out there that, yeah, the big guys are going to see a decrease because people want local. And I still think, I've been saying it for five years, that is what's going to be the the new trend. That's where beer is going to go. And I think we're just seeing the very beginning of that. Stone was the uh, only one out of the top five that actually grew last year. Well, that's Germany for you. They had (laughs) 13 or 15% growth. Wow, that's big. Yeah. Damn, good for but them. Yeah, I, mean, I you, like Stone. So. You had Germany open up, and they're opening uh, in China um, now, too. They just broke ground. Chickeny China? The Chinese chicken they have. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so they didn't crowd f- try to crowdfund that one like they did the Germany brewery, though. That's one thing I did not like about them. Brewdog is still crowdfunding for their U.S. brewery. But it's open. No. Uh, well, they have the... It is. They have the brewery hotel thing out in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh there's still you can buy into it now, um, so like it's it's public, like stocks. Or yeah, basically. Is it ownership or do you just no, get it's a stupid ownership? All right, like you're, well. you're buying a percentage of the company, but they don't seem to be hard up for capital as big as they are. I don't. I don't. You under- wouldn't think so, but I, I wouldn't have thought it. that about Stone either when they crowdsourced Berlin. If you can and you have the fan base, why go out? Why go to the bank when you can just go to your consumers it and makes, have them pay for it? There's a part of me that absolutely agrees. Why not take advantage of everything you can? Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like fuck you, man. I mean, come on, you've got the money. Why? Why? Your fans are already overpaying for your beer, and now you're going to charge them to open up a brewery that they are never going oh, to get on. to. I, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm gonna, I don't like that comment to say that they're already overpaying for their beer. Stone, I think, has been one of the most reasonably priced breweries in, in the market. For the most part, I agree with you. They do have some very overpriced labels, I think. Sure. Uh, Double Bastard at $30 is too oh, much. Oh, that was Bastard know. in the Rye. Bastard in the Rye. You're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. And I, uh, I agree. For a 500 mil bottle... Eh. Right. It was a great beer. Yeah. And the Crime and Punishment series also, I thought, were overpriced. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Especially since those went downhill so badly yeah. recently. And I don't, it, you know what? I don't, I didn't make those beers. I don't know how expensive it was to procure all those rye barrels, maybe. Sure. You know, but I think most of their products, like Lagunitas, have been very reasonable. Um, I think they have reeled back their pricing a little bit. They used yeah. to be pretty expensive. I think they've reeled back their pricing. Yep. It, that must be true because I actually have a stone T-shirt that says it's not too expensive. You're just too cheap, right? <laughs> and th- that had to have come from somewhere. But when you think about when they came to St. Louis, what eight years ago? Uh, right around there, yeah. Craft was still kind of growing. There wasn't a ton of you know higher end stuff in the market, so a lot of people probably looked at a five or six dollar bottle, you know, of Stone IPA. And said, "Why would I pay twice as much for that beer when I can just drink a three dollar Bud Light or whatever?" You know. Yeah, and that, I'm sure there's a little bit of truth to that. Um, you know, maybe more than a little bit. When they're the the first real craft beer floating around your town, it was a big deal. Very possible. 
when I was working for another restaurant at the time, and uh, I was the bar manager, and it was like a big deal when we got Stone in, because uh, the bar I worked for was pretty craft beer focused. This uh, was fucking delicious. We just switched over to uh, the Triptych because Stout Batch 3. Thanks a latte. This is really good. So this is a Imperial Stout with lactose, coffee, vanilla beans, and a pinch of Saigon cinnamon. I wonder if that cinnamon ever bit anyone's nose off. Anyways, going back to... Uh, wait, bit anyone's nose off? What? It's a dirty work reference. That's a deep pull. I don't expect anyone to okay. get that one. It's okay. Uh, going back to the to these guys, you know, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, whatever, uh, their breweries. Stone Brewery is not hurting for cash. Absolutely I can't not. imagine. Greg is very, very comfortable. And for him to hit up his the fanboy base, I think I thought that was a bitch move. And yet I'm gonna freely say that I really, really wish I had jumped on the train when the whole Starbucks bullshit was going on. I wish that I had started a crowdfunding thing right then and there because yeah. odds are I could have funded. We would be if you know We'd already have Wentzville open, if you will. Uh, It's my mistake. You know, take advantage of it if you can. Why not? But on the other hand, fuck you for doing that. Is there some part of craft beer drinkers, because everyone wants to be part of this industry, you know, that's not a, you know, pat your own back type of thing that I'm doing. Everybody everybody thinks that, you know, beer, the beer industry is cool, right? Like, that's a pretty... I would say a uh, standard feeling towards this industry. People think it's cool, it's fun, it's hip, whatever. Yeah, it's because they don't work in it, but nonetheless, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could say, "Hey, I helped get the Stone Berlin open by supporting them with my fifty dollar pledge," like, no, I don't think that's anything you brag about. You don't think so? No, I think you go, "Hey, look at this cool T-shirt I got for pledging fifty bucks to yeah. Stone's Berlin Brewery." They actually had so. <laughs> If I had the cash, I probably would have donated just to get the beers because they were doing, like, you got a case of bombers from them. And six were made in Berlin and six were made in uh, Escondido. Escondido? Escondido. Escondido. But they were all made only for people that supported at certain price levels. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you could just have this case. And it'd probably be beer I'd never open. Um I just it would be a cool collector's item sure. if nothing else, and you know you might get your name on a plate somewhere at the. I mean, I would. I'd, but I'd drink the beer, but I'd save those bottles. Travis asked if we we're talking about this because he was wearing a stone Berlin shirt. I, Travis, gonna be honest, I don't pay enough attention to you when you're here to notice what you're wearing, buddy. Who's Travis? <laughs> I think he's Don's husband. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jungle Jim dropped this beer off for us. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering where it came from. Man, it's good. It's really good. So I want to say thank you very much for that, Jim. It's the, delicious. Uh, cinnamon's nice. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. It's refreshing to have a mole stout that doesn't overpower you with cinnamon. No I don't peppers. know where you get one of those. There's no peppers in this. No. It's not mole. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. It's a latte stout, Jeff. You can see that because I put well, it on the... I like it a latte. Right here on Twitch. You can you can read that for yourself. <laughs> 
Uh, so speaking of Travis, he just asked a question. I want to go ahead and, and answer for him. I said we'd, we'd do it on the air here. He asked if uh, he said Bridgeport, but he's an idiot. Uh, if Rockbridge closed or not because he saw option two on the shelves. Oh, God. Yeah, we were talking about this um, with some customers the other night. No, Rockbridge did not close. They were... All right. So it's kind of a long story. I'm going to try and make it as short as possible. Rockbridge was owned by two guys, Stu and the other, because I don't want to dignify him with his name on our I actually don't even know who show. the other owner was. <coughs> I only know Stu, and Stu is awesome. So Stu is is one of the best guys I've ever met. I love the dude. He's just a great, great guy. The other guy, Stu's partner, decided he didn't want to be in the brewing industry anymore and sold out his shares of the brewery to a, I don't want to say a large conglomerate, but for lack of a better term, that's what it was. It were people that wanted to just get into the industry but they weren't industry people. Uh, apparently, this guy owned a little bit more than Stu, so these guys became the predominant owners and went to Stu and said, you're fucked. You, can't, you can sell to us, or you're going to do what we say when we say. Um well, Stu said, no, this is a company that I founded, uh, you know, brew. Uh, he wrote all the beer recipes. He created the name. He did all of this. He's like, no, I'm not giving it up. Um, and they said, okay, fine. You're now working for Root Cellars, but you can have your Rockbridge name and do your own beer on the small system. Isn't Root Cellars owned by Weston? Well, they're made in Weston now. I don't know if they were owned yeah. by Weston when this happened. Okay. I know that Weston currently owns Root Cellars as right. well. I'm getting to that part okay. of the story. I don't know if that's who this group was to begin with, but I don't think so. So Root Cellar said, you're making all of our product, and they were making you know, root beer beer and orange beer and Mountain Dew beer and that kind of bullshit beer. And Stu made it because he had to, and then he also made his stuff, his option two and the Saison, the Blood Orange Wet, etc. Well, Stu went on vacation one day, and when he came back and went into work, his brewery was gone, and he went to the owners at Root Cellars and said, well, the, "You forgot the part where they left beer in the tanks, and he got home, and they said that he had to empty them all. <laughs> there was still beer technically uh, at the facility. They let they took all the other equipment, but they left the fermenters right. full of beer. <laughs> so he gets in from out of town. His brewery is gone. The actual brewery, the beer making stuff, but the fermenters are all still." Still there, and full of beer. And he walks in, and he's like, uh, hey, guys, where the fuck's my brewery? They're like, oh, yeah, we sold it. You don't have a job anymore. He's like, but this was my stuff. This was my brewery, my name, everything else. They're like, no, we own all that, and you don't have a job anymore. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's still beer in the tank, so if you could keg those up before you go, uh, that would be great. And he told them to go fuck themselves. And he left, and he started. He worked as a, a brewery consultant for a while. He's now brewing for Broadway, which is or Broadway or Logboat. Uh, Logboat, Logboat. All right. Yeah. So he's brewing for Logboat now, which is awesome because Logboat a makes great beer, and Stu's an awesome guy. I want him to do well. 
That still sucks to go from owning your own brewery to have to go and do other people's shit again, you know? Right. Um, so the guys from Root Cellars still own all of the names from Rockbridge. Not only the name Rockbridge, but all the names of their beer. They are now, they've sold all of their equipment and are now contract brewing out of Weston Brewery, which is in Kansas City. So Weston is making Root Cellar stuff, which is making Rockbridge stuff, which is making option two. So they just started bringing that beer back, but if you have it, it's fucking awful. They're no longer using the good, the quality ingredients that Stu was. They're using all of the, they're using a bunch of extracts and bullshit and stuff like that. I took care of the, we got a new sign. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On the fly, guys. That's how good I am at this shit. (laughs) Man, you're good. So, anyways, they started using it. uh, There's a local restaurant. I'm not going to say which one it is that that is actually selling the product. It's It's McDonald's. got it on tap right now. It's not McDonald's. It's a bar. But let's just say there's only one of them. There isn't two of them. It's a single bar. Item. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh, that has it on tap. And Lauren was there and tried it and said, why does option two taste so bad? What's going on with Stu? And I had to tell her the whole story again. And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Because she actually knew all this. She was with Stu, with me when Stu was telling me the whole story. Yeah, that was actually a while ago. We were at Winter Crider Fest, I think. Yeah, uh, we were at the Cask Fest when yeah. he was telling me all of this. So this has been seven months now. Um, so, yeah, you might see Rockbridge stuff out today. Stu is not selling it. He's not making it. He has nothing to do with it. A bunch of asshole, money hungry asshole, fuck nuts, Stu. Hit the button. And should I just leave it on for a minute? Like, it <laughs> sounds like you're going to be on a tirade for a no, while. Just leave no, it on. I'm all done with it now. Um, it's just like earmuffs. Like, right. <laughs> let me know when you're going to cuss. I'll put this up so Don can turn yeah. away for a second. I'll point at you. <laughs> Hit mute until the so, sorry Don sign's right. gone, and then you can unmute it again. Anyways, um, if you see that product out there and you want to drink it, you want to try it, go for it. I encourage you no, not no, to. No, fucking don't go for it. No, because, exactly, fuck them. Um, fuck Rockbridge, fuck Root Cellars, not, fuck Weston. Not Rockbridge. Well, the current Rockbridge. Oh, yeah. So, that's where we're at on that. That's a that's just a shitty thing to do, and it's a, uh, you know, it's something that most people in St. Louis probably have no idea happened, and they're going to think they're going to get the exact same product yep. when they go into Tux. Because I almost bought, I'm like, Vanilla Option 2? I'm like, oh, no. Like, I saw that they had the vanilla version. I'm like, that sounds good. And then I remembered, nope, I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because I really, really enjoyed that beer. Yeah. I would. L- I, I'm going to see if I can get Stu on the show. Stu's a yeah, good guy, cool. man. He's a good friend of mine. And I'll bet you if he's in town, I could get him on the show to tell the story. Yeah, it would be good to hear it from his mouth. I'm sure there's some things that happened too that uh, you know he could bring up that we don't we don't know about. And I may have fucked up a story too. That sounds pretty much uh, you know what I remember, but I don't know. You don't want to. I wouldn't even call them a localish brewery, so I don't feel bad talking shit on them, but. Yeah, they're no, in Missouri. You don't want to say bad things about anybody in Missouri beer. Either, no, but. and Columbia's close enough that, I mean, don't get me wrong. We we go out of our way to not not talk shit about St. Louis breweries. 
you'll get the idea of what how we feel, but we're never going to talk shit about St. Louis Breweries, honestly, because I don't want them talking shit about us. You know, it's a pretty tight knit community, and Columbia is close. And you'll hear me say a lot of good stuff about Logboat. That's all legit. I love Logboat. The guys yeah. at Logboat are cool as hell, and I think they make great beer. Lynn and I went out to uh, Dewey's Pizza last week, and it was awesome, by the way. Jeff had been telling me to go to this place for a long time. Dewey's and Plank Road were two pizza places that he kept telling me to go to, and we went to both of them um, last week. And Dewey's had a small craft beer selection, and I, I'm like, oh, I'll have a Mammut. And Lynn's like, you order that anytime we're out somewhere. I'm like, I just, it's a good, good fucking beer. Like, if you don't have Civil Life Brown, Mammut is a. I was just gonna say secondary <laughs> choice. There are two go tos <laughs> that it seems like you in particular, but I'd say us. And like, if, you know, if you go to a bar that's got a limited craft beer selection, Civil Life Brown or Mammut are on. There's a good that's, chance we're gonna order. Yeah, it. I know I like it. It's well made. I, you know, I just Logboat makes great beer. And I would much rather drink something from Missouri than just have ordered, you know, they had White Rask or uh, uh, Avery uh, Ellie's Brown bottles. Yeah. Like, I could have ordered that. I know that's a decent beer, too, but fuck, I'd rather order something from here-ish. Columbia's not that far away. I, I, it's not. We have other breweries in the St. Louis Brewers Guild that are farther away than Columbia is. That's so. true. <laughs> that's probably, I don't know. Is Charleville, Crown Valley. Uh, Mark Twain. I think Mark Twain's Mark- closer. That's only an hour away, right? Uh, a little over an hour. Yeah. I mean, but uh, Crown Valley is an hour and a half. They're they're probably about as far as Columbia for us. Um, All right. So you know, Columbia could make the cut. Yeah, Public House. I don't think they're in the Brewers uh, Guild. They they don't pour at uh, uh-uh. uh, either of the Guild festivals. Are good people though. I yeah. I actually really like the guys at pub, from Public House. Uh, Brett from After Hours Brewing, uh, also friendship side project, I guess you can call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our shared <laughs> friendship <laughs> shared say, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, friend- After Hours is to friendship like shared is to side project. This is an ACT question. Yeah, SAT question. How did you do on language, Jeff? Not well. <laughs> Um, I had to keep saying sorry, Don. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Friendship just did a collaboration with Public House for Craft Beer Week last week, and I asked Brett, you know, how it turned out because Brett doesn't work for Friendship; he owns After Hours, so he doesn't really pull any punches when he's talking to me about their stuff. You know, like he's told me when he doesn't like things, so I yeah. always ask him, you know, for a real opinion, and he said it actually turned out really good. Um, they did one with them and then one with a collaboration with uh, Missouri Beer Company as well. And they said both of them turned out really nice. Friends in Mo places. Get it? Yeah, no. Get it? Garth Brooks, I get it, Jeff. Friendship and Mo Beer Company together. Friends At in last. Mo places. <laughs> the concert of Mo, a lifetime. Mo instead of low. You lost me there. Mo places, Justin. <laughs> Let's open another beer. That's a great idea. Uh, we've got, there's no label on this if you're watching at home, because uh, this was a sample bottle from Six Mile Bridge. This is their cinnamon maple stout. See how I, we had a maple stout, then we had a cinnamon stout, and now we have a cinnamon maple stout. My, I ordered these on purpose that way. You can congratulate Where'd you me. order them from? 
Shamrocks. Uh, I don't know if this beer is out yet. It was on Untapped and it had a bunch of check-ins. I don't know if they released it at the bar uh, only or if this was out for retail. Uh, but Six Mile brought us a bunch of new beers that they're doing to uh, in for samples for us to you know try out and see if we want to carry. This beer smells really good. It's another one right off the bat. The cinnamon's not too overwhelming. You get some molassesy flavor, like that yeah, maple sure. is like really like charred, predominant. Yeah. And I don't like maple. This bottle tastes a little off. Yeah, I just sat here and talked about how we don't talk shit on St. Louis breweries, but uh, I think they might have uh, fucked up that bottle. I don't think it's indicative of the beer. I think it's... Uh, we're just going to a bad bottle, a bad bottle. I'm pretty convinced on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I think that <laughs> was an infected bottle. I mean, that's that's no label. It was a short pour, yeah, short fill. I think it had a, an infection in it. <laughs> I uh, I hadn't really <laughs> looked at any of my uh, tabs that I had open for a minute. Is I've just been talking about random shit, and I've got a article pulled up. Did you know that X Hamster? Are you familiar with X Hamster? No. Yeah, of course you're not. Let me <laughs> let me uh, what inform is you. It's a porn site. A uh, what? Pornographic material website. Oh, like on the internet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You can see people having sexual relations there. Nah, that's why I've never heard of I it. I know. Right. Um, they made their own beer. What? Yes, and apparently they've been doing it for a couple of years. It's like a Belgian, it's a Belgian triple. And the guy who, on uh, this article that's reviewing it says it's fantastic. Really? I tried my hardest to... Who makes it? Do you know? That's what, I couldn't find out who actually makes the beer. They say that we made it again, but they never like tagged a brewery or had a location or anything like that. So I'm just guessing that they actually have a small brewery somewhere. Oops, um, they made it again. They it's just called X Hamster Beer. Really? Golden or uh, Belgian. That's, bo- that's fancy bottle work and everything. I mean, those are painted labels. Double Your Pleasure is the name of the beer. And they the, put money into this. Yeah, uh, It's actually kind of a cool bottle. If you like the black and gold, and then it's got the hamster face on it and everything. Um, but yeah, he reviews the beer and said it was really good. Uh, apparently, you can order it online. So I'm going to look into that and see how much it is. We might try and get a bottle shipped over here. Uh, shipped over here from where? Europe. It's made in Europe. Oh, I guess really? that's where X Hamster is based out. I had no uh, idea. I don't. I don't know uh, the specifics on the company, but... Uh, trying porn beer for the first time? Yeah. So, I, I'm interested. Uh, he may he did link it. Um, yeah, if it's not too crazy expensive. 
<laughs> Jungle Jim wants to know if you feel dirty after drinking it for five or ten minutes. <laughs> no, but you know what just came out? We talked about this probably on the original show like two years ago. The uh, beer with the the uh, porn star's vaginal yeast. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually just got released. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that, man. No, thank you. Uh, I tried Beard Beer. And I regretted that because it was gross. <laughs> it was just a bad beer. It was. I don't want to try Vag beer. No. I'm good. It's funny. My dad, he he sends me beer articles and stuff whenever he comes across them online. And he shipped here. He sent me that. He's like, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, I've seen I've seen the vagina beer, Dad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I do this for a living, right, Dad? <laughs> My, <laughs> Mike wants to know if the bottle gushes when you open it. Of course it does. <laughs> Only because we didn't properly chill it and uh, pour it or use the right opener use the right opener it's five dollars five five pounds 90 pence is that the uh, is that what you call uh quids shillings quids whatever it's 5.9 pounds plus a deposit oh unavailable what Uh, i can't imagine that that didn't sell out there's a phone number i don't know what nine to twenty means as there times you can call them but I'm going to assume that Nine means... to 20? Yeah. Oh, yeah, military time. All right, Being so... Being facetious. Yeah, no, that's fine. But Eight, they are... open 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, they might be open right now. I might be able to make a, a call later. It's 4 a.m. on Saturday in England right now, <laughs> I think. There's no address listed anywhere on here. That's the most baffling part, like... It just says pounds, so I assume that it's England, but or the UK. That free that's shipping euros. Uh, that's not pounds. That's euros. oh shit! It is euros. It must be in Germany, actually, because this says free shipping on purchases over hundred euros in Germany. I don't think that the Germans are into porn, so I don't know that that's true. <laughs> not the kind of porn you watch, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do some research. I might try and see if we can find a bottle. I mean, we're rolling in that uh, Patreon money now, so patreon.com slash the bruise room after dark subscriptions, $5 only. Not that it, we need to plug that or anything. Uh, but yeah, we should we should look into that. We need a new bottle to replace the uh, Armageddon bottle that fell off the cooler. And yeah. Break. So wait, you, we got to wait till 9 a.m. German time to call? That's right. All right, so Germany's probably all right. England is eight hours ahead of us, I think. Yeah, so Germany's probably ten. Yeah, right. All right, so that's what one a.m. here is nine a.m. there. Is my math right? Yes, I think that's that sounds about right. We should call them on after dark. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> do any of our phones have international calling on them? Fuck. Uh, no, I don't. I, mine definitely does not. Well, we can try. <laughs> is this going to end up exactly like when I tried to call Belgium? Uh, well, yeah, but we literally decided to try and call Belgium. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we Googled what's the phone number for Belgium. We got a number. I We've got a number. So, no, I think this is not no, anything I, like it. I got a number for Belgium. I tried to call somebody. <laughs> I don't know where it was going to send me. Uh, it was It was definitely Belgian something or other 
<laughs> Mike says <laughs> when we call Germany, we should ask him to retweet our vanilla ice request, and that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Dude, vanilla ice has not responded. To no, us. He, and you can't tell me that he's getting hammered on tweets that he's he's, he's made posts because he's got a new show, his season for yeah. whatever his stupid show he's got. Yeah, about. but you got to figure he's not like like Donald Trump. This guy's busy. He doesn't have time to tweet tweet himself, right? He does. He's got a publicist that's you don't, tweeting. You for don't him. do construction in the middle of the night, like fucking get on Twitter and hit me back, man. <laughs> we keep asking. I don't know what it's what it's going to take. I just want somebody to retweet this. Can you bring signs into Riverport? I don't know. You know we. Oh, you know we can bring is a blanket. Yeah. Can we just go buy a big ass blanket and like spray paint on it? Play too cold. And just hold it up whenever he goes on stage? Yes, I think we can. All right, we found out. But it'll probably be dark. I don't know that he'll see it. Can we do it in glow-in-the-dark paint? Yo, well, that meant, I, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I, because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the three worst things in the history of the world all start with the letter H. Hitler, Holocaust, and hangovers. America took care of the first two. And the scientists at Morning Recovery have taken care of the third. Hangovers can be a thing of the past. It's not magic. It's science. They took taurine and milk thistle and enough vitamin B to cure a hangover and combined them to make a modern-day elixir to make hangovers a thing of the past. This has been tried and tested by the guys here at the Brews Room, and if we didn't believe it, we wouldn't talk about it. Give it a shot next time you're going on a bender. and Wake up feeling new and refreshed the next morning. Remember... Tomorrow starts tonight. We're still trying to get this tweet to to Vanilla Ice. Yeah, so uh, you can. We talked about it last week, but you can follow Exit Six Brewery on Twitter or the Bearded Six Thirty Six on Twitter, and help our case by retweeting our Vanilla Ice tweets. Um, if enough people do it, he's got to respond, right? I did get. I thought the last one was going to go viral because I think I'm pretty sure I got like six retweets on it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. All we need is that one person to to get a hold of it and say, "Hey, eh, let's help these." If only we knew someone famous. I don't. You do. Who? The person you're going into business with. Oh, he's pseudo famous. I bet he has more followers on Twitter than you do. <laughs> I'd say probably 50 No, on Twitter. No, it's not even close. Have you looked? <laughs> no, I have no idea how many he has, but I know that I don't even have 5,000 on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I've only got 4,900 or something like that. That's not very many. I know. You're working on That's that. That's what I'm saying. I, well, I haven't sent out a tweet in four years until we decided to make this Vanilla Ice thing happen. I'm surprised that he doesn't use his uh, real name on Twitter. Well, when he signed up, he was with the other team. I don't know why we're hiding this. It, it's, it's Ross Detweiler. He's a professional pitcher for the Seattle Mariners farm team right now, and he goes by national debt because his first team that he got drafted by was the Washington Nationals. Oh, I spelled it debt like D-E-B-T. I even said debt D-E-T. I know you did. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it eventually. There's a lot of people apparently that use that as a handle. 
Just give me the ones with the check mark. Uh, there's a lot of them with uh, check. With National DET as their Twitter name? No, they're giving me like the press secretary and the GOP official part. Like I want. They think I misspelled dead is the problem. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, did we talk about the uh, Goose Island stuff last week? Uh, no, we did not. We should. We are going. I to posted right it now. on. Uh, oh, he changed his Twitter handle now. I guess because he's not with the Nationals now. He's left hand debt. So we talked about. I don't know. A month or so ago, Goose Island came out with. What I th- he has three times more than me. That's, I thought he had a lot more than that. Um, they came out with all of their beer labels for Bourbon County, and they had you know ten or so different releases. Turns out. They made it all up, not all of it, but they released some uh, red herrings into the group. And then uh, last week they actually released the official lineup, and so we're not getting horchata, unfortunately. I'm a little disappointed in that. Which I was really looking forward to, but we are getting coffee barley wine, which I am psyched for. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still getting bramble and uh, well, bramble rye and uh, vanilla. That's the one I'm most excited about. Vanilla Rye is my favorite variant they've ever done. Yeah. Uh, also, Midnight Orange. Uh, that sounds all right. So, Orange. Uh, oh, and uh, is it Rare? No, oh, Prop is Dark Chocolate and Cocoa Nibs. Yeah, I was just looking for. Something like that. It sounds great. I mean, I don't know why I care. I'm never going to drink it because. The savages in Chicago won't allow me to, <laughs> but it sounded good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The coffee barley wine I'm very interested in. I think barley wine year after year uh, is always great, whereas I feel regular BCS and coffee BCS go back and forth for me. Yeah. It might just be because I love barley wine, so I barley wine Justin. You know, Jason just asked, he said that he wants one of each and asked me to hold on to him. I'm going to say right now, if you're if you're a subscriber on Patreon, yeah, I will hold you one of everything. Yeah, okay. I've got no problem doing it. I mean, odds are I probably only get a case of it, so I can only offer it up to the first 12 subscribers to ask me. But I don't think we have 12 subscribers. We do. So that's okay. I think we're like 14 or 15 now. On Patreon? Uh, yeah. For AD? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're that high. Yeah. But we might be. I don't know. Either way, I think it, last year we got one case of our of each of the variants. Maybe not even a full case. I don't remember. But don't we, we had more people in line than we had beer, right? And then I ended up selling mine yep. to customers because there were so many people in here. I just felt bad. I ended so. up selling mine too, didn't you? I think you sent me a text like, "Hey, I'm out of this. Can you I?" Know and I said, "Yeah, go ahead." I th- thought that I did, and there's a. Uh, Bourbon County box in the walk-in right now that has one of all of them in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It actually has some other beer in there. You, we need to take a look at that after. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was just beers that people we had saved for people that they had never come and pick them up, but I think it's one of everything. You know, the, I, I actually now you say it, I remember it. That's Good Boy. Oh, was it? We had saved them all for Good Boy, yeah. and he never paid for them. Huh. We've got some Bourbon County back there from last year to drink. I, I, whatever. There's Northwoods. That's what I. Northwoods was fucking awesome. It was. And after Goose Island released their, uh, uh, 
official lineup for this season, like people were just bashing on Northwood, saying how terrible it was. I, they're, they're like, wrong. They said that was you know like the biggest miss in a long time, and I I thought they were very wrong on that. The blueberries on it were really good. Um, the chocolate was delicious. I don't know. It just it was a great beer. So right before we started recording tonight, we had a guy pull up and try and come in the bar. We're like, hey, Ben, sorry, we close at 10 on Mondays. And he's like, oh, my bad. It's all good. He's still sitting out there. <laughs> yeah, he is. Maybe somebody came and picked him up. Oh, that could be. He was probably meeting <laughs> friends. Yeah. And, yeah, let's go with that because it's going to creep me out if he's still just, <laughs> he's just fucking sitting there. The building. Like, yeah. He's going to rob us for all the money you made tonight. <laughs> you cannot have my $37. Um, drink it or seek it. Wal- uh, whale testicle beer. Oh, I'm going to say try it. Yeah, that's a drink it. Yeah. I agree. The reason I say that is... Uh, Thor, yes, we actually have a friend named Thor. That's his real God-given name. Uh, brought in that the goat ball beer or bull testicles. Yeah, and it wasn't terrible. It was pretty good. So I guess I'll try a whale one so also. This brewery gets its testicles from a company called Havel, Havlor Hoof. Um, that's, that's an exact pronunciation. Uh, by the way, <laughs> uh, Justin's been studying. <laughs> I have been. This is in uh, Norway or Denmark or something. Um, we got like nine minutes. Should we do the boulevard still? Might as well. Right. Um, they're the only Icelandic company allowed to hunt uh, whales. Can I have that barrel aged bottle opener sure to open can. this with? Thanks. Go ahead. Uh, so they're the only. Uh, they're the only Iceland. Uh, Iceland. There you go. Icelandic company. Allowed to hunt whales every year, uh, so they harvest the testicles, and I guess this brewery has started buying the testicles from them and using them in beer. I've got so many questions. Yeah, go ahead. Where do the hunters store the testes until somebody decided to buy them? They just have a a, a giant walk in. Oh, how well st- for starters, how big is a whale testy? Uh, it's got to be giant, right? You would think so. I mean, they're the largest I, mammals on the planet. There's no picture of a whale. I mean, how big? How big does the walk-in have to be to store whale nuts? Or are we shocked and like their their balls are, you know, like human size? No, because and the, I don't mean the size of a human. I mean like, like our actual size. Yeah. The, uh, The article specifically said this brewery uses giant whale testicles. So, like, this sounds like a conversation for AD. It could be, and we can save that then. We only got a few minutes left here, anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, this boulevard's good. I have a try. I still have uh, still savoring the last beer, which was MILF. We didn't even talk about it. This is uh, we, that was MILF. Yeah, I have uh, MILF in my glass still. No, I've been damn. It was really good. <laughs> I thought that I maybe I. Wait, did I pour myself any? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't drink all that? You look like you may have. Well, you've drank a lot so no. far. I mean, I mean, I don't. You know. definitely, we definitely split the milk. 
Because we had the uh, we maple. Got... We had the. Uh, uh, oh, this is the maple. one we opened in place of. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, I definitely got it. <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up? We only got a couple minutes. We should talk about. Yeah. Events. Man, we don't have much right now. It's a slow time of year. Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of nice. Pretty we, excited. Yeah. I've got D&D in a couple of weeks, and I'm very excited to get oh, back into that. Getting back into it? We haven't played in all like probably since uh, March, just because summertime sucks for everybody. Getting to the get band together. back together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, our next event here at Exit 6 is going to be, well, not at Exit 6, but our next festival, uh, Kansas City, technically Raytown, uh, for the Festival of the Lost Township at Crane, well, right near Crane Brewery. Yeah. Like three blocks away. Yeah, that's a that's it's a fun fest though. Twentieth um, or something like that. It's the third week of September, so if you feel like getting out of town, no, nope, uh, it's the fourth. It's the fifth weekend in September. The twenty seventh. The twenty ninth. Oh, okay. The first is a Saturday, and the twenty ninth is gotcha. the last Saturday. So the last weekend of September. If you're not doing yeah. anything, you want to make a quick trip over to KC and. Hang out for a really fun beer festival. We'll be pouring there. Man, we had fun on Friday night. Yeah. It was just me and Justin. It was Lauren, me, and Justin. And Lauren decided to go home, go back to the hotel, go to sleep. And Justin and I walked from bar to bar trying to find a punk rock bar. And each bar that we were told was punk rock was not. So we did a shot of fireball and a PBR. And then we went to the next one that wasn't punk rock. We did a shot of fireball and PBR. Man, we had fun. The <laughs> I had to remind Jeff of this uh after not even that that long ago, we I remembered that we ate burritos at like three thirty in the morning at some little Mexican <coughs> stand that like was only open late night and the place was packed and uh, we ate burritos there and then we wait uh, what yeah you don't remember you telling me this when did you re- okay a I don't remember doing it and b I don't remember you reminding me of yeah it. we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about. Uh, last year's trip after we left the last bar at last we left at last call and we were walking down the street and there was like this courtyard area that had like bars and restaurants everything was shut down except for this mexican place and we went in and we had burritos like wait a minute was there a hooker there that's outside is where we were talking to the hooker no no the hooker was uh at the bar yeah no i'm at the oh like i think i've got a picture like a mexican hooker wearing uh uh fucking fishnets and no no the hookers were all gone by this point i do remember the hooker that uh hit us up at like last call yeah at the bar that we almost got in a fight in uh-huh. the following night she's like oh yeah i'm a prostitute i'm like you're talking to the wrong guy um <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a fun trip so if you guys are in the mood for a trip we had a couple uh, regulars come out last year and hang out with us um, on uh, Saturday night down there, and it was it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, plus, I'm sure we'll bring something different uh, to the festival. We usually do. They don't. They can't get our beer there, so we always try and bring something cool. Uh, then uh, right after that is going to be Big Black Beer Bash. That's the next. Oh yeah, big yeah. Event here. I was going to say no. The next one's Augusta, but no. Big Black Beer Bash will fall somewhere around that time frame as well. We pulled a lot of big guns out for Craft Beer Week, but uh, don't worry. We've got a ton of awesome shit in the cooler still. Cellar. Um, 
We got a bunch of sours, too, that we, we're probably going to do something with at some point. We didn't do our a normal uh, sour tap takeover for Craft Beer Week, so, you know, that's definitely something we'll throw into the mix. Um, yeah, Augusta's the next in-town festival. That's the first weekend of October, and that's always a good time, too. So if you can't make it to Kansas City and you want to hang out with uh, a bunch of cool people, come to Augusta. It's a lot of fun. Mike Stewart asked about the Exit 6 Beer Festival. <sighs> Let me ask you guys this. Would you go to a beer festival in November? I'm worried about rain. That's what I, that's what scares me. The park is booked. I wasn't sure if I could do a festival because of Wentzville. I think I could make it happen now that I've got a better time frame on Wentzville. Uh, but the park is booked. I couldn't do it uh, until November. So, I'm not worried about the cold. I actually think the cold could be kind of cool, no pun intended. But I worry about rain. Um, that's that's my big concern. I don't know about the cold. That that bothers me a little bit. Last year sucked at uh, the Halloween festival. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's a, that's our biggest concern right now is weather related. Uh, Cottleville is booked up. I'd have to try and find a new location, and honestly, I don't want to. Um, Especially at that point in the year, there's going to be so much other stuff going on with the new place. I think it's yeah. just going to be too much to to take on a, a festival. Yeah, but I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. It might be one of those things where like, hey, three weeks from now, we're doing a festival. I don't know. I can get breweries to commit that fast or anything, but <laughs> that's a that's a pretty tight timeline. It really is. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't sold myself on it either way yet. All right. Well, I think that's about do it for us. We're at <laughs> made it almost exactly an hour and twenty. So, uh, Zach, did you pick up on the uh, the name? He asked when the uh, blueberry. Milkshake IPA was coming out. Blueberry Milkshake IPA is not coming out. Uh, yeah, he got it. All right, good. <laughs> I didn't see. Uh, <laughs> he just meant he just mentioned it on uh, on chat that. He, oh, there it is. Yeah, I see it. it. All so. right, cool. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, and we're gonna start on after dark. Uh, so those of you that subscribe talk to you in a few minutes even though you won't hear it for another hour or two all right guys we'll see you next week